Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Monday, February the 13th, 2023, and we are continuing our study of the big book in the chapter, How It Works, on page 60, the second paragraph, our description of the alcoholic ending with God could and would if he were sought, and reading that one paragraph only. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Christine G., Twelve Traditions, Craig F., and readers of the text, Kathy S., Nancy R. The reference number for yesterday, Sunday, February the 12th, the special edition is 19954. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Christine G. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, Christine G., a recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry the message, this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me be of service. Thank you, Christine G. And Craig F. will read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Craig. Okay. 
Craig F. recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our, uh, one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purposes, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating, compulsively overeating. Four, each group should be an autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities pass. Thank you, Craig F. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We're in the chapter, How It Works, page 60, the second paragraph, our description of the alcoholic, ending with God could and would if he were sought, and reading and commenting on that one paragraph only. Kathy S., could you get us started, please? Yes, thank you, Lynn. I'm Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. Our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, and our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. A, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. B, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. And C, that God could and would if he were sought. Um, so, I, of course, I looked up the word pertinent, and the definition is having a clear and decisive relevance 
to the matter in hand. And what's the matter? It's it's trying to determine, are these things true for me? And what I did was, um, you know, just turn these into a question. A, am I a real compulsive overeater? And, um, you know, for me, it's it's really taking into my, my heart of hearts. Do I have a physical allergy? For me, I do. Um, there are certain alcoholic foods and ingredients I just can't take one bite of ever. So once I start, I can't stop. And then I have a mental twist, a mental obsession that I can't stop myself from starting again and repeating the cycle, not on my own. Why? Because life is unmanageable. And that's a big reason why I ate. And the way my mind is wired, I ruminate, exaggerate. I have negative um, ideas. I can convince I convince myself that I have to escape or just stuff the emotions because I can't handle it. And the truth is, I just, I don't know best. I don't know. I don't know much at all, but I do need to know these three things. <laughs> There's just too many variables um, here. And frankly, out in the world, there's just too many self-wills out there that are refusing to take my direction. And I just have to quit managing my own life. And then I was curious about B, that probably no human power could have relieved my compulsive overeating with that probably. And when I thought about that, in my opinion is the reason why that might be there is because there's always something. I have a very creative mind and there's probably always going to be something I can try. But the truth is I have to concede that it really just doesn't work. Um, not to completion. I have tried a variety of diets, Bible studies, mission trips, fast rehab, um, even moderation, other 12 step programs, but nothing worked on its own. It all had its purpose. It was all useful, but very incomplete. And then the third, that God could and would if he were sought. God is the solution. And it's the personal adventures, the testimonies of people in this room that really convinced me, you know, to give this a shot. Just try it. I've got nothing else. What have I got to lose? So if I can just, I just put it all down. I mean, my job is to be honest about these certainly about the first two, A and B, and then be open-minded about C and be willing um, and just make that my obedience. Faith is my obedience, and the work is to do the steps. God's job is everything else, and uh, and it's just it's a great way to live. It really works for me, and with that, I pass. And thank you, Kathy S. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared on Thursday or Friday, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once as it does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Harlan G. Kelly S. Rick J. Vasa O. Melissa C. Okay, let me tell you who I heard. I've got Harlan G, Kelly S, Rick J, Vasa O, Melissa C, and I have room for one more, please. Nope. 
Okay, let's go with that lineup. Harlan G, could you start us off, please? Thanks, Lynn. Thanks for your service. Thanks for taking the meeting this morning. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. This paragraph is extremely pertinent because what it is, is it's a summation of the first four chapters of the book Alcoholics Anonymous. The first four chapters plus the doctor's opinion are the doctor's opinion and the first three chapters are step one. More pages are dedicated to step one than all other steps combined. And the fourth chapter is is entirely devoted to step two. And now we're about to excuse me, we're about to start on step three. But without these conclusions of the mind, it's very difficult to move forward. A, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. What does it mean to be an alcoholic? Well, the description of the alcoholic is this, that we have a physical allergy to certain foods, which when ingested cause us to have an unnatural, harmful physical craving for more of the same. And what else does it mean to be an alcoholic? It means we have a mind that is twisted in a way so as to seek relief from the intenable pain of not eating in the comfort of that destructive food. So we can't eat and we can't not eat. So we are powerless over food and our lives are unmanageable. That probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. It's not in money. It's not in passion. It's not in, it's not in anything. We take a look at the people that have gone before us. The Karen Carpenters. The Mama Cass Elliots. The John Candies. The Chris Farleys. We take a look at these people, and they had everything that one could want, and yet this disease cut them down and killed them in the face of everything that they had. That probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism is exactly the understatement of the year. And what is the very last uh, paragraph, what is the very last thought that we see in Chapter 3, more about alcoholism? It's on page 43. It says, once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink, except in a few rare cases, neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. And here's the nugget. His defense must come from a higher power. See that God could and would if he were sought. And I had a God in my head when I came in here that wouldn't and didn't. So I had to change that concept of that God so that the God I have in my heart today, the God I have in my soul today, not only can but does. And I seek him in the face of, his, of one of his children. I seek him in service, and he's there for me unfailing unfailing. I'm in this program a long time. I've got 24 years abstinent. I've lost a little over 500 pounds. You can't get to where I am on human power. It is not possible. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan G. Kelly S., it's your turn, followed by Rick J. Good morning, Kelly. Hi, this is Kelly S., Sorry, I have a cold. Kelly has recovered compulsive eater and bulimic. Tulsa, Oklahoma, thanks for your service, Lynn. Um, wow, a couple of really great shares already. Um, but didn't want to be able to miss out on these um, pertinent things here. 
So um, this first one, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. I mean, it says over and over, you know, I have to concede to my innermost self. But I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. It could not manage our own lives. It doesn't say I couldn't manage my food or couldn't manage my weight, which is what I was trying to do for years, even in the rooms. Couldn't, I can't manage my life, you know, food and, and weight. It's, that's not the problem. It's life. You know, it took me a long time to get to that part of, of the second part of A right there, right? That no human power could have relieved our alcoholism or nothing else. You know, no other diets, no, no other solutions for me, for this real compulsive eater. Nothing else, not all the tools. The tools are helpful. You know, not any special workshops in the program, no conferences. All those things are great, <clears throat> but that's not the solution. It's, it's, you know, no human power. And then the thing I really wanted to focus on today was that God could and would if he were sought. If he were sought. And I looked at that word, because everybody knows I'm a word nerd, and it's the definition I love that I found said, an attempt or desire to attain, to obtain or achieve something. So I have to desire this. It means I want this, right? It wasn't like I was no longer just like, I just want to lose weight. I just want to get my eating out of control. I had a desire to do something different, and I had to get to that place on my knees that I realized um, figuratively, I guess, that no human power, and I have had, I conceded to my innermost self finally, I can't do this. The disease was a great persuader. It kissed my ass, and I finally had to realize I had to search for a higher power because, as Harlan just said, I can't do this on my own. And so not only that, I had to go out and I had to seek and search and, do, and look for this higher power. And, and I saw it in you guys. I heard it in your voices. I hear it, see it in your eyes in your stories and in, the, in this literature, right? And so how do I seek God? How do I seek this power? I don't even know what this freaking power is, you know? I work these steps. First and foremost, I have to put the food down. I'm so blocked, I can't find anything. I can't see anything. My eyes are just blocked, right? So first, I have to put the food down 100% black and white. I have to get busy working these steps because it tells me it is working these steps that I gain a spiritual awakening, so this is the way when I'm like, I just want to find God. I just want to feel God. Well, it's going to take work. You know, that's an action um, phrase there. If we were to seek him. So now it's my part. As said earlier in the first share, I have to do the work. God's going to do the rest. And I just, you know, I just really love that whole idea. And I now have to get out there. I have to attempt and desire to, to obtain and achieve. I have to want it more than anything else. And today I am grateful I'm grateful that I realize I'm a real compulsive overeater. I'm grateful that I know I can't manage I'm my own pleased. life. I've tried for decades. Thank you. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kelly S. Rick J., it's your turn, followed by Vasa O. Good morning, Rick. Hey, good morning, Lynn. Thanks so much for your service. My name is Rick J. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina. Yeah, I, I have absolutely nothing to add to the beautiful chairs that have come before me. Um, I, I take this paragraph, and and this is this is the foundation of the spiritual house that I'm building to live in today. And without this foundation, my house won't stand. If I don't truly have that absolute 100% concession that I am completely powerless, that I am beyond human aid, that I have absolutely nothing to bring to to relieve that double 
whammy of, of the mental obsession and the physical allergy, which relates to me on a personal level and all my pain and all my past uh, attempts to overcome it on my own. If I don't believe that only a power greater than me can relieve that, then there's no point for me to go any further. And so this is my belief system here. This is, this is what I live with. This is a part of my DNA now. This is my new factory uh, default setting. Um, there's a word there that I, for me, I, I just mentally remove, and that word is in, in B, you know, and probably that probably no human power could have removed my alcoholism. Those little words there are loophole words for me, and I would use those. Oh, probably. Okay, well, maybe I'm a little different. It's not 100%, you know. Um, yeah, it's, there is no human power, especially my own could have relieved this and i i know that today without any shadow of a doubt that i am powerless and that god of my understanding and thank god it's <laughs> of my understanding couldn't would if if there's a if there for me if i'm going to seek this power like it's already been said you know um, there is a solution to accept spiritual help that's what Everything coming beyond here now, we, we start getting into, you know, how it works and into action. But without the belief system as a foundation, then I really will not be motivated to, to go forward with this or, or feel the need to. And um, not just the, um, the personal adventures in the book before and after make clear these three pertinent ideas. It's, it's you. It's, it's the pe my fellows who have shared their experience, strength, and hope. What you were like, you related enough to me to know I knew you were, were like me. I knew you were as powerless I, as I was, and I saw that, that you went through a, a change, and you're living your life today in a way that is attractive to me. I want what you have. I, I came to believe in your belief in a higher power and that, that your higher power transforming you you know, on a personal level. And I'm so grateful for this program, this book, you, and most of all, this connection I have with my higher power today that I am continuing to seek on a daily basis with that I pass. Thank you, Rick J. Vasa O, it's your turn, followed by Melissa C. Please go Thank ahead, you. Vasa. Thank you, Lynette. Good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive reader, calling from Port Charlotte, Florida, and I am a real compulsive overeater, and nobody had to convince me. And I took the test when I came to my first meeting, whether I was a compulsive overeater or not, and I checked one of them, yes, I am one of you. And no human power could have relieved me from, a compul from my compulsion overeating. And I have learned it all here in the program. I had no clue that I had the allergy of the body. You know, yes, I did a mental obsession, you know, because I wanted, I wanted it. Even when I went on a diet, I could not keep the food down. I always picked it up. I was so excited to hear, at least, uh, you know, if I surrendered to God, God would help me. And I remember saying, I will surrender to anybody. 
I just don't want to die. And I'm just so grateful. I just, I threw myself in the program because I had hit bottom. There was nothing more out there in the world that I could try more. Maybe get hypnotized or maybe have the jaws wired in those days. I came in the program in 1986 uh, or have the bypass done on my stomach, but I was too embarrassed to do it. So, but anything and everything I tried, oh my goodness, and nothing worked, just maybe for a little bit, and I was always picked it up. So I threw myself, and I remember saying, you know, when we read the steps, many of us exclaimed, what in order, I can't go through with it. My life, I felt so overwhelmed with my life at that time, you know, everything that I was doing, I said, how am I going to fit all this they're telling me in this book. Well, one day at a time, that's all I could do it. And I read this book, not in one day, over the you know, days or weeks, from the beginning to the end. Even if it's, it was, even I wasn't an alcoholic, I was food addict, so I could identify with the alcoholic. Scratch alcohol and put food there. I am so grateful. So I I can't, he can, and I will let him, God. So, And that's what I did. I threw myself in the program, and this is the only thing that has worked for me, and it is by the grace of God and the help I get in the, uh, the meetings, sponsorship tools, everything that I've learned here. And I had to put everything aside that I knew before, and I'm just so grateful, one day at a time, and that's my time, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. Oh, Melissa C., it's your turn. Please go ahead, Melissa. Hey, good morning, Lynn S. Thanks so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, you know, I, I think about the, the, the first point, you know, that I couldn't manage my life. And, it's, you know, yeah, I, I knew I couldn't manage my food. I knew I was having a hard time managing my weight. But I just remembered, you know, um, I didn't really like being told that I couldn't manage my life. I thought, you know, thank you very much. I'm, I'm managing it quite well. And, you know, I think when I look back on those times, my standards for myself I was constantly lowering my expectations of what it meant to live a manageable life. And, yeah, you know, it it happened in small increments that my life really did become unmanageable, and it was more than just my weight, you know. But it was the weight and it was the food that really initially drove the point home. Um, You know, for me, at the end, really, I, I couldn't manage to drive myself to work without crippling fear, you know, and... Um, and I knew that, like, the food, I knew it had something to do with it, and I just couldn't put my finger on it. And, um, you know, and I knew I kept trying human power sources. I kept trying ideas, schemes. I loved, I loved, like, quick fixes and schemes and something you would, you know, sell me. And those things didn't work either. And I found that out by all the data. Like, I just kept experimenting. And I tried that over and over and over again. And, yeah, then it led me to this important conclusion. Well, if I can't and no one else can, the heck's going to do it for me? And it and it was a relationship with God. 
Um, you know, and that that basically is the purpose of this program. That's what I came to find out, that this program, because I didn't know how to see God. You know, I, I was like, I had a lot of preconceived notions, a lot of fixed ideas, things that didn't work for me that I, you know, things that didn't go well in my life that I attributed must be because of the ineffective God. And I was told um, and shown that, no, it was an ineffective concept of God. God was quite effective, and it was my understanding of God that needed help. And what fixed that was a, an intense desire to have a relationship with God, to really, you know, if you seek something, I have to seek God with the same intensity that I sought Ben and Jerry's, that I sought out my favorite flavors, that I sought out, you know, the food I liked, that I sought out all the other things. I had to seek God with that same intensity, and I still do. And lucky for me, <laughs> I have a very specific set of directions that called the 12 steps that actually show me how someone like me is best meant to find a relationship with God. And I practice it over and over again. And, um, you know, my life is still unmanageable, but I have, a, I have an employer who takes care of the management, and I just do my part. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. And thank you, Melissa C. For those of us who might have come on the line a little bit later this morning, we're in the chapter, How It Works, page 60, the second paragraph, our description of the alcoholic, ending with God could and would if he were sought. Um, the line is now open for sharing on what we just read. And although we value your experience, yes, let limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you're shared on Thursday or Friday, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once, as it does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Nancy R. Elizabeth B. Becca B. B. Julie P. Okay, let me tell you who I heard, please, because I did miss somebody. I heard Nancy R., Elizabeth C., Becca B., Pete B., Julie P., and I missed somebody. Who was that, please? Rosa R. Sorry, I still didn't get it. Suanne W. Okay, great. Thank you. And if I miss somebody, we'll pick you up on the next round. Nancy R., could you go ahead, please? Thank you so much, uh, Lynn S., for your wonderful service. And uh, I'm Nancy R., a compulsive overeater in New York. And I just have loved every share that I heard, the lead I relate to. And um so um, excited to be on the line. It's taken me over 30 years to accept that I am alcoholic and to learn that alcoholic is the twist of the mind and the allergy of the body and that what it really means um, about, as Holland mentioned, learning from him about Bill's story, alcoholic, about identifying into Bill and Bill's story in chapter two and three, and then as it says, continuing to the chapter to the agnostic, never thought that God would help me with the food, as I know I'm not alone in that feeling. Um, um, I could not manage my, 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 our, our own lives. Uh, for my life, I, I 
did not realize how um, unmanageable it was. I just thought it related to the food. Um, I do want to say that um, my sponsor has me uh, highlight what was a direction, uh, prayer, um, warning, promise, and um, it's wonderful to see that when I read the ABCs, um, of course, the direction and the warning that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. Nothing on this earth uh, could have done that. I accept that and realize that God could and would. That is a promise for me, and I circled if uh, and put that as a warning, if he were sought. It's a direction and a warning. Um, he were sought. I have as a direction and a warning, but if is circled, because um, unless I do it, it won't be. I won't get the results. And um, I love the ABCs. Um, and as I also have learned, I have to have step two down to have C in my heart that God could and would, if He were sought. Um, as I say, it's taken a long time. Um, it's one day at a time, of course. And um, I love learning from everybody um, that I hear. Just beautiful. Um, everybody's um, shares and teaching. And um, I, I don't really remember who was my Ebby who brought me into this um, program, but I do feel that I keep getting the message moment to moment, listening with everybody. It's a privilege and an honor to be here, and I thank you, and I'm grateful to be a compulsive overeater today along with everybody. Uh, thank you so much, and I pass. Thank you, Nancy R. Elizabeth C., it's your turn, followed by Becca B. Good morning, Elizabeth. Press star 1 to unmute, please. Hi, this is Elizabeth B., um, actually in North Carolina, and I just wanted to share. I'm a compulsive overeater in recovery, um, and I'm in the process early in recovery in vision. Um, and I wanted to share today about this paragraph. It's one of, I've, I've been in a 12-step program in, in AA for 17 years, and this paragraph has been one of the most important paragraphs to me, um, I suffer from uh, the disease of alcoholism and all of its manifestations, um, including a brain, an obsessive mind. And one of, the, one of the things I've struggled with in my life is being bombarded by a million thoughts all the time. And my solution before coming into program was to stop the thoughts by putting something in my mouth, whether it be alcohol or food or, yeah, those are the two substances I would put in my mouth. But um, so I wanted to speak to the personal adventures. Um, I remember when I first heard that, and I know he's referring, Bill is referring to the personal adventures that are written in this book. There are so many words in this book. There's so much information. It's overwhelming. Life for me has been overwhelming ever since I was a child. And the only way I could make, get grounded in, in truth or in, in just grounded 
was to put something in my mouth. And it began as a child, stick the pacifier in, stick the food, stop the baby crying. And so, you know, he, he has come all the way up to here. And we've had, I have had all of these personal adventures, everything that's been described, everything I hear on these meetings, you know, all the, the lengths that I went to stop my mind so that I could stop putting things in my mouth. Bill puts it in the most clearest way by saying A, B, and C. And for somehow, somehow for me, that creates a grounding, some clear directions, as clear as you would writing it on a blackboard for a student who has a hard time learning, who can't read, you know, who has, you know, dyslexia or ADHD or anything else, all these different issues in the brain, it becomes clear and there's direction. And I am, I'm, I just, I think this is a brilliant, brilliant um, work and I'm grateful to be here. Um, like I said, I'm new. I'm learning so much. I've, I've been through this book many, many times, but never, ever in the same way that um, is being, that we're being led through this book one sentence at a time, one paragraph a day. It's just beautiful. And I want to thank, thank you all for your service and for shares. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Elizabeth B. Becca B., it's your turn, followed by Pete B. Welcome, Becca. Good morning. This is Becca B., a compulsive overeater in Mississippi. And I really love the ABCs, like I have said. And it, um, that God could and would if he were sought. And my one hang-up was if he were sought. Because I grew up with God. I was... Um, we were always together. I, my parents saw to it, and um, I didn't run into this mean God that a lot of people ran into. Pretty much a um, mean concept of God. Um, one thing that really drove me bananas, if I would say something to 12-step people, they say, oh, I never could get into organized religion, and I'm like, well, what's that? And because um, it, where I where I fellowship, we hate to be called religious. Religious means um, um, ritualistic and judgmental. And um, organized is really laughable because my particular fellowship is anything but organized. We get in trouble for being so disorganized sometimes. But the, if he were sought, I would have said I was seeking God. But what I was actually trying to do was boss God because what I had, I had things I wanted. And when I look back at it, it was like I was talking to a hired servant. Um, would you do this? Would you do this? Would you help them do this? Would you help them do this? Would you help them do this? And I came to the revelation that's not seeking God. If I were seeking God, I would be asking him what he wanted me to do instead of telling him what I thought he should do because my concept of God is bigger than anybody that I could boss around or even request things. So once I got to where I could ask, what do you want me to do? And a lot of times it would be something like, well, sit still. 
and listen and be quiet long enough before I even start talking. And that was my big revelation. I was not seeking God, even though I had been in church 60 years, you know, all my life. I was not seeking God and stopped and let him talk and listen because he rarely uh, writes things on the wall or um, yells at me. It's something where I have to be still and listen. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Becca B. Pete B., it's your turn, followed by Julie P. Please go ahead, Pete. Thanks, Lynn. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm recovered today by God's grace and mercy in Pennsylvania. And, yeah, I, 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 you know, I reflect back to when I first heard these three pertinent ideas, and I think the thing that immediately followed in my head was, I know, yeah, but. I know, yeah, but. Right. And that and that's when usually some of the loving and kind and considerate inclusive members of our fellowship would come in and then start to soften the message. Soften the message. Right. You know, start talking about, you know, the the other factors of my life that I think make me alcoholic. Right. Like the my 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 character flaws or my or my, uh, you know, my, my ridiculous way at looking at different things, and I would relate them to other people, right? And, and what makes me alcoholic is what was shared earlier. I have an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. I have a mind that is always going to minimize the significance of my condition of being a compulsive overeater, right? And that no human power, like this, what we're, what we're doing right here is human power, Right? And I say, I have a problem with that. And they say, well, okay, well, it's the we. It's the we, right? And, and this is saying, no, it's not the we because the we are human power. No human power could relieve it that God could and would if he were sought, right? Okay, yeah. all of those other things, all of those, all that watering down is just, just to bring us to the power. This entire process the entire process, the whole nature of the thing is to bring me, to, to put me in alignment with this power. And we're not, you know, if you look at, if you look across, you know, like the, of the thousands of people that are on our list, the percentage of recovered individuals is very small. I mean, I think we have to, you know, it begs the question, what, what are, is softening, is softening the message of the of the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous, is that helping or hurting us? While we're growing in numbers, are we growing in recovery? Are we showing improvement? I don't know. All I know is this: whenever I minimize this message, whenever I whenever I soften this idea in my mind, the only thing that happens is I return to the food. I return to the food, right? That God could and would if he were sought, right? So the only we about this program for me is me and God. And I'm grateful that by God's grace and mercy, I've been restored to sanity. I'm in a position of neutrality with regard to all things in my life, and I walk with you, a recovered individual, trying to do the best I can to carry this message of recovery. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Pete B. 
Julie B., it's your turn, followed by Sue and W. Good morning, Julie. Good morning. My name is Julie P. from Minnesota, currently wintering in southern Texas. Well, I know that I am the real deal. I truly am a compulsive overeater, and I have just been given the lesson that busy doesn't mean better. Um, I have been running for just about a month on a high of a new location, no snow in the winter, not having to wear socks, recently retired, and I have been so busy that I was slowly starting to let my higher power go away from me. And the result was, well, one meal, I ate more protein than I was supposed to. And I am so grateful for that gift today because to me, those words, when he was sought, that doesn't mean that I get to do it once. I need to do it over and over and over again. And if I don't take that action, I'm going to end up exactly where I did one night last week. And I'm so grateful for the awareness and for this meeting and for everything you folks have taught me. And with that, I'm going to slow down today and I will pass. Thank you, Julie P. Sue Ann W., it's your turn. Welcome, Sue Ann. Good morning, Lynn. Thank you for welcoming me and thank you for your service. Um, I just want to thank God for the ability to realize that I brought in an outside interest at the introductions and I want to apologize to the group for that. I'm in a whole world of pain right now and um, something that I don't think I can manage so I just have to give that to God. Um, I'm talking about physical pain. Um, and what really means to me a lot is that God could and would if I were sought, if if he were sought. Um, I had an experience. Oh, I want to thank everybody for your shares. That's really meaningful to me. Um, I had an experience this morning where I realized that I need the humility. Um, I believe that I am seeking for God and, again, humility to apologize to somebody else in my life for something that I said. Um, and <laughs> that's about all I can say. I'm in a lot of pain. But again, I want to thank everybody for their shares. They're very meaningful to me, and thank you for your service. Thank you, Sue Ann W. We have time for maybe three more shares at least. Who would like that time, please? Carmela G. Hi, this David is Fran. Florida. Fran. Okay, let me tell you who I heard. I heard Carmela G. Then there was a gentleman. David from Florida. Sorry, I still can't David get M. your name. It's just David M. Thank you. And one more, please. Fran S. Perfect. Thank you. Our lineup, Carmela G., David M., and Fran S. Please go ahead, Carmela. 
Thank you so much, Lynn. My name is Carmela G, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater for today in New York. Listening, everything when I was just, just reviewing when I initially read this statement, I thought, I always had God. But then the reality of honesty, step one, the honesty came out, and Carmela was a big BS artist with all her friends, everything. I wanted people to say, isn't she lovely? And I would say to God, let me lose the weight. Come on, what is wrong with you? There was nothing wrong with God. It was the honesty that I never had in disease because I was not willing to do this work. God could, if he was sought and honestly sought, not trying. I was trying to baloney God. Could you imagine? I thought I was so arrogant and egotistical that I could get away with it. And God understood me perfectly, and loved me through it all, and accepted me. And when I finally got into the program and realized this, I knew that when I did my inventory, I was going to need to make amends to the God of my understanding. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. And thank you, Carmela G. David M., it's your turn, followed by Fran S. Good morning, David. David, please press star one. Okay, Fran S., could you go ahead and we'll pick David up. Oh, there you are. Go ahead. Hi, thanks. Um, yeah, uh, it's, not a, it's, it's not a good morning. It's, it's not, I had a rough night last night. Uh, and acting out, acting out the food, acting out um, the stress. And like, I thought I wanted the food. You think you want the food, you know? So when you're done eating, it's just like, okay, you know, you don't want that food. Like, I don't want that food. I don't want, I, I, I don't want that feeling you know, I, I want that feeling back of, of uh, being being sober, being uh, feeling good, feeling clean, feeling happy, having you know respect myself and dignity. Now I feel like you know I I got out food. I went to the break room and at work, and I I got a couple things that's made of my own cacao. I just feel horrible. I feel. You know, all, everything went out the window. I feel like, just, you know, my sense of self-respect is gone. My dignity is gone. It's like I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't. I want. I want that that sense of you know ability back. I want that sense of like you know. I, I want myself back. That cleanliness back. You know, and just feel, feel good. You know. And um, 
I want I want to be back with my higher power. I want to be back into uh, where I need to be, you know. And uh, yeah, with that I pass. Uh, just thank you for being here. Thank you for everybody. Uh, glad to be here. And um, yeah, thanks. Thank you, David M. Fran S., you're going to wrap us up today. Please go ahead. Oh, hi. Thanks so much. This is Fran S. Um, I just wanted to share. It's wonderful to be on the meeting. I'm still floating high from yesterday's special edition. And I'm grateful to all the people who do service. Um, I've been in programs since 1978, thank God. And uh, I really haven't had weight to lose pretty much since then, thank God. And uh, But I also thank the fellowship. And to me, the we was super helpful. When I first came in, I don't know that I could have wrapped my mind around the concept of higher power. I kind of liked it, but I didn't get it thoroughly. And, um, you know, it was really just the other OA members that helped me realize I wasn't alone. That was so important for me. I thought I was the only person who could binge and lose, you know, 40, 50 pounds in a month, and I was so depressed. And just meeting someone who had been there and who was recovered just really helped me a lot. And a lot of those people I joined the fellowship with in 1978 had 40 and 50 years of abstinence, living in the steps to the best of their ability. So the we was really very important to me, and it helped me realize that once I had a little bit of recovery, I could get to the higher levels. Um, I guess I just want to put in a plug. There are many roads to Rome, and there are many ways that many of us stay abstinent over the years and live a better, you know, a, a life where we incorporate more of the 12 steps, never perfectly, but always striving to. And uh, it changes over the years. And uh, I, I just, I guess I'm always wary of dogma. I think there's so many wonderful aspects of this program. Uh, I don't know whether it was Bill W. or somebody who said if there's more than one compulsive overeater in a room, you have a meeting. And that's a we. And, um, or maybe they said then, you know, God or higher powers in the room. Uh, whatever it is, I just feel like, you know, the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. And if we live better lives, more moral, more ethical, more hopeful, happier lives, and we maintain a healthy body weight or work toward that, the program's working for us, however we do it. And um, so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the beautiful, tolerant attitude that's all through the big book. Yeah, there are things we must do. Uh, even Bill was, you know, not a perfect exemplar of any of this, but he always kept striving toward it. And uh, I'm just grateful. So thanks very much, and thanks for letting me do service. Fran S. Thank you, Fran S. And thank you to everyone who shared this morning and to Team Monday. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today. Monday, February 13th, the 7 a.m. meeting is 19955. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Nancy R., would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you so much, Lynn S., for your service. I'm Nancy R., a compulsive overeater in New York. 
grateful. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This, this is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.